right, Sabrina Peterson. I mean, like, I feel like uh, I know you, but we've never met. I want to yeah, right? establish that. Um, and we don't know each other. And um, I haven't paid you for your interview, and you haven't asked me not to say things to talk to you today. The reason why I want to say that is because I think you've just, you, you know, you've kind of become like the face of what we all see as a movement of hashtag protect black women, um, addressing how, you know, black women uh, and women of color have uh, been subject of sex assault, sex crime, sex trafficking, and other things at the hand of famous men or political men and then have gone unanswered or unresponded to. And then like you've just kind of come out here and been the face of a campaign that um, has everybody talking. <sighs> I wouldn't, that wasn't by choice. <laughs> well, well, okay, so let's talk a little bit about you. So are you from Atlanta? Where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Okay. And so you're here in L.A. By the way, you look amazing. I said this when you walked in. The hair, you're giving me kind of Carmen, um, the, you know, the hip hop Nah. Yeah, boy, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's giving me it's, a sex little vibe. Okay, okay, thank you. All right, so I didn't know who you were, I, and I felt like I've been around a long, long enough to where we would have met, but we've never met before. No. Okay, and so I'm on the Google, I'm on the Instagram, um, and then out of nowhere, here comes Sabrina Peterson, and all of a sudden now I feel like I know you because you have had the internet on fire. You posted this uh, video where you were talking about, um, you know, T.I. putting a gun to your head, and it seemed for a lot of us who had never really known you that um, it was just out of nowhere. And so as I've learned more about your case and more about your involvement and your messaging and purpose and then kind of looking at everything online, I understand that it wasn't something that happened overnight. Mm -mm. So um, everyone has asked me that, like, you know, like why now is the biggest thing. Totally triggered by the fact, I don't know if anyone's ever had a weapon pulled on them or if you had a gun pulled on you. I've been shot. Okay, so every time a gun comes out, you're gonna be candidly reminded about the time before a gun came out and so you know and so for me um i got carjacked in atlanta mm -hmm. and so they the slider crime i was a victim of a slider crime in the city of atlanta this is recently um 2019. okay so like leading to me just being like okay i'm you know the the crime here is getting too crazy i'm a single mom i'm a convicted felon so i can't carry my own weapons right so so, so tell people about that what happened with the slider crime a young lady by the name of alexa sky um was given her opportunities to speak on a panel at a magazine. And, um, and sh I, she asked me to take her to her car after the event. And I said, yeah, you know, 11, 10, 11 o'clock at night, she parked her car at a studio not too far from the gas station. And at that point, she said, I, um, she was like, well, can you take me to my car? So I took her to her car. When she got to her car, she said, oh, my, um, my tire's flat. Can you, do you mind following me to the gas station so I can put some air in it? You know, simple thing, mm -hmm. 11.30, close to midnight, you know, at night. Sure, I'll do that. So she pulls to the gas, to, um, to the air pump, to pump air into her tire. But obviously, you can't really tell how much air is going in mm -hmm. unless you're, like, looking mm -hmm. at the dashboard so you can kind of see, okay, oh, it's 38 PSI or it's mm -hmm. 39. And, you know, making sure she's not underfilling, overfilling. So I get out of my car with my, with my car, you know, running just to get, you know, just to peek through her window so I could look at her dash to see you know to gauge if she had enough you know to kind of do the thing like you got enough stop that, that kind of deal and as soon as i did that some some guy came and slid through my passenger seat jumped in my driver's seat pulled pulled out a gun mm. and sped off with my car and so at the at, gas station in front of everybody at the gas station in front of everyone like so with that that particular incident really 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 like 
put me into a really bad space because I'm a single mom. I'm a homeschool mom. So the probability of my child not being in the car and that particular, anyone who knows me knows my brand knows that I'm 24 seven mom. So the probability of my child not being in that car was very, very slim. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was just really upset about. And then when I opened up a can of worms to kind of really step up and find out, you know, what was going on, come to find out this particular location had been hit over 30 something times. Mm -hmm. And recently, too, in the news, we just posted on Hollywood, like, it just happened to Akon. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, this is not a new thing. The problem is, is that, you know, our, our city is under attack, and, and these young black boys are creating a narrative for themselves that's going to take generations to undo, and our leadership in our city is so lackadaisical, and it's so many, you know, dick riders around there that at the end of the day, no one wants to, no one wants to step out of being a groupie to stand up for what's right for the citizens in the city. Mm -hmm. And so I can feel your passion right now. So then you were addressing that issue with this particular gas station? Yes. After that, I um, reached out to the mayor's office like, hey, what can we do about these young boys? I went and spoke at these high schools. And just in one high school, I went one high school and one hour to speak of speaking, I was able to uncover three AK-47s. Mm amongst those kids mm. like they totally opened up to me this is a conversation that the police chief needs to be having to understand that these young boys are outnumbered if you're in the city of atlanta and you're a teenager and you don't carry a gun you're actually you're, you're in danger mm. because of so many of your peers that have them mm -hmm. so these boys that don't even want to choose this lifestyle are having to choose it because of the fact that you know you're outnumbered and it shouldn't be that way in our community and i strongly feel like on top of that that hip hop and even myself as an entrepreneur, you know, Atlanta's a black mecca. So many black people have become so rich off black dollars. And with that being said, we sh it shouldn't just lean on our community leaders for us to have um, community centers. There should be studios, you know. It's more community policing, like, you know, making sure, because I know I see like, is it Big Mike that's out there, right? Or what's his name? Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Killer Mike yeah. and T.I., they've been active. So I want to circle back. So you, this happens to you. Then parallel or sim simultaneous to that, T.I. is online really pushing the Keisha Lance Bottoms narrative, right? Him putting a gun to my head was over a decade ago. Right. But it's just mighty funny. While I'm protesting the mayor, he does this post jabbing at me. Mm -hmm. Good job, Mayor Bottoms, on this whole homeless thing. But while we're out protesting. Mm -hmm. So when I was on the steps protesting, there was a councilwoman that came out. Her name was Felicia Moore. She came outside. She was one of the only council people to come outside and kind of find out what were our concerns and things of that nature. So that's when I met her. Then recently she decided she was going to run for, for mayor. I did a post and said something about her running for mayor. As soon as I posted her, he goes post doing a post bashing a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, and so at that, that point, I was just completely triggered. Like, Bro, like, leave me the fuck alone. Was the triggering because you knew him personally and you knew what he had done to you many years ago? That yeah. We'll get into that. And then on the public persona, you want to be, like, this guy who's righteous and all for, like, the complete opposite. Exactly. If you're going to stand for people, you need to sit and apologize and right your wrongs to the people. You said, but you can't stand for black women. You can't stand for black boys. You can't stand for black anything. Mm -hmm. And until you can stand in the face of the same people that you're saying you're standing for, and be able to apologize for your transgressions. When he was doing the post, when you so you felt like the posts were sliding your efforts to bring real change to the city because he was politically aligned with Keisha. And so did you reach out to him to have a conversation or did you just say, okay, you keep poking the bear and now the bear's gonna bite? There was nothing to say. I honestly thought the bad incident that happened with me and him was isolated with just me and him. Mm -hmm. 
I because you guys were so close or all of you were friends at the time? Yeah, but I thought it was isolated. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that several people shared these types of experiences. Mm -hmm. So you posted the video, putting him on blast about the um, pulling a gun on you. That woke it up. And so as a result of that, did you just started getting lots of messages? Were people, no, what, how, like, what happened? Like, so the, the part that was just crazy, right? So I do a post and it's a caption. It's not his picture. It's not anything else. It was strictly a caption. It wasn't a video. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was a, it was like an image of me with a bullhorn. And you it, mentioned it in, there t in the caption too about the Keisha Lance Bottoms and the, yeah. it was about the community. And exactly. About, yeah. So it was, a, it was about the community. Like, listen, like you, you can't play both sides. Exactly. You yeah. can't be the poison and the antidote. You got to choose which one you're mm -hmm. going to be. Mm -hmm. And so, so at the end of the day, that was my sentiment mm -hmm. of the post. I did not, I, I didn't think it would go any further than that. And I also thought that me and Tamika had enough of a relationship that if she did have other things going on, that she, because I didn't mention her in it. You, she could have picked up the phone and been a bit of build a bridge. She could have picked up the phone and said, hey, Serena, like, can you take that down for me? Yeah, for, for like, it's a freaking Instagram post. Mm -hmm. It's not like a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm saying, like, these are outside people, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm saying, like, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm speaking on, you know, how I feel, you know, my frustration with the city, my frustration with the leadership, my frustration with the crime, and my frustration with the, with the future of these young boys who are catching all these charges. Mm -hmm not understanding what these charges are going to do for them, you know, to them and um, how they're going to be held against them in 15 to 20 years from now. But this is what I find interesting about T.I. because I don't know him personally. I used to be a real big fan of his music and I've met him maybe once or twice in passing, but I've never really understood the, uh, what's the word, um, you know, where you say one thing but you do something, the contradiction. Um, I remember when the whole protest happened and he stood up there with Keisha Lance Bottoms and Keisha was denouncing people from uh, taking action against Gucci's and this and that and he actually stood up there. Um, well, no, he didn't, um, he didn't, that's not when he did it. He did the protest against Gucci a different time. When he stood with Keisha Lance Bottoms and they were trying to tell the protesters to stop destroying the buildings, I understood what they were trying to say, but they, I also felt like they were trying to control the anger and frustrations of black people who had felt suppressed for so long. I say that to say the contradiction for me was how he's gone off and done the anti-Gucci campaign and blasted Floyd Mayweather at the same time. It's like you don't want to stand with people who you feel are suppressing black people, but then you go and make a song where you suppress black people. He's now come out and made a song about this, these allegations. Where, where does T.I. make sense in all of it? He's a, he's a, he's a living oxymoron. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. And most of us are. Mm. You, you know, you're telling me, most, most people are very hypocritical. Most you know, like because it's two sides to every coin, so you may feel one way and you may feel another way. I don't have shit to do with how the nigga, I mean, how, how he act as far as like you know emotionally and toxic and that kind of stuff. I have absolutely nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. I have everything to do with anybody on God's green earth thinking you can control my narrative. The other thing I I, I would like to even speak on is in our community. Everyone's saying like, why why now why now why now? So here's the why now. Number one. I've realized in this whole thing, trauma, just like karma, has absolutely no expiration date on it. Mm -hmm. And just because I got past it didn't mean I got over it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you you got to think about the seconds of having a cold, you know saying, like an ice cold piece of metal to your head with somebody that stumped up the steps that wasn't even there. When me and his, um, when me and his assistant got into a fight, he wasn't there. So, so can I ask you about that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
what, what was said on Instagram that I understand is you and Tiny were friends, mm -hmm. and then she had an assistant. You and the her and the assistant get into it, right? Or she was disrespecting Tiny. And then you, sticking up for Tiny, got into it with the assistant. And then you all got into a physical fight. Mm -hmm. And the way T.I. intervened, instead of pulling you off, he put a gun to your head. He wasn't there. He wasn't there when that the happened. The fight was over. Okay. He didn't get there till maybe like 30 or 45 minutes afterwards. She must so have the fight him. was completely over? Yeah. And everything was calm? Yeah. So then he pulls up and then what happens? He stumps up the steps. Um, where that bitch at? Where that bitch at? Hmm? Bitch, I'll kill you. I'm talking with a gun. Bitch, I'll kill you. And he takes the gun, puts the gun in my head. Bitch, I'll kill you. Bitch, I'll kill Wait, you. Wait, the gun touched your head? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been in those kind of scenarios, you know, but no, like, not like that. but like at the end, you sound like a person just kind of talking themselves into kind of doing it. Like, bro, for real? Like, you sound like if you was going to do that, you should have used it. Mm. But what was your reaction to it when it was happening? My reaction to it? I don't remember my words verbatim. Were you scared? Were you, I mean, did you think he would do it? I didn't know what he was going to do. Like, you sound it's all like, you know, flashes, you know, that kind of deal. I didn't know. I just know from that day forward, I was pissed off and extremely angry. Yeah. At, at him or at Tiny or both? Both. Like, get your dude. Was she there when he did that? No, she was in the hospital. She was, why was she in the hospital? She just had a miscarriage. Mm, okay. And so she wasn't even around? No, she was in the hospital. She was in the hospital. We were all, like, I think that, you know, I think there was a lot of frustration. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the, you know, her, her kid, you know, passing away and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, you know, my words towards him about, the possible reasons why. Mm -hmm. Was this when he was having an affair? I don't know. I can't say. Honestly, I can't. I don't. I, don't, I, I wasn't. I wasn't present for any affairs, so I can't. I can only. Was this around the time where she believed he was having an affair? It's been so many of those mm -hmm. that you can't even tell. You know. What's an extra relationship? Yeah. What's what, affair? Yeah. What's you know saying? No. Just you can't. Like, it's been so many like times of cheating that I can't really. I can't sit here and tell you. Oh, this. You know. So. Just so we're clear, when you jump, when you jumped on the assistant and she was disrespecting Tiny, that she was disrespecting me. At she the was time. disrespecting you. Okay, time. so yeah. Tiny wasn't even there. She, she was in the hospital. Okay, yeah. I want to clear that. Yeah. Up. Okay. So yeah, so it was. But the you the, were standing up for Tiny. I was standing up for her in general because, like, it's like a longer story than we. Was she was T was T I messing with the assistant too? I don't know. Okay, so with people that are watching this, you know, um, I grew up in the hood. We are we are. Um, we're subjected to a lot of things, which makes us numb to a lot of situations. So some people may be saying, well, she wasn't screaming, crying, or begging for her life when she had a gun to her head. Being in the streets and being in the hood, this, although this was irregular and traumatic, you'd been exposed to things before, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just want, because I, I really don't understand how people have tried to blame you or you know, um, not understand where you're coming from because you don't react maybe the way they would react to a situation. Does that make sense? But I mean, first of all, like everyone's like, why you didn't call the police at the time? What I'm doing here in California is getting into the legal cannabis market. I also currently am already into the legal CBD and hemp market. So at the time of this happening, I was in the black market of cannabis. Mm -hmm. So the neighborhood that that this happened in, I, I own my townhome in this place. She moved into the same community because she wanted to live by me, but she rented. She tiny. Yeah, Tamika, she rented, she rented a home here. So that's why we were in the same community. Like I bought a house there and just, you know, we were, you know, always together and hanging out. So she went ahead and was like, okay, I'm gonna try to find one for rent over here. So she rented the one and that's in, in her rental 
townhouse is where I was throwing the party for her, but it was just like, you know, mm -hmm. in walking proximity for me to be able to walk from my house, you know, to there. So it just made sense for me to be able to, you know, do the kids party and didn't ultimately want the kids to miss out on her birthday while her mom was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So it just made sense, you know, like, okay, I got your party for you. You know, I'm gonna throw you a party and make sure, you know, you have a good time and, you know, get a party bus for you and your friends this, that, and third. So as I'm putting up the decorations, the assistant comes with groceries, a whole bunch of like snacks and that kind of deal. So obviously he sent that, right? So that was fine. She came in there and she was just being, you know, like extra, you know what I'm saying? Like extra diva, extra bitch, this, that, and third. And I just was like, you know, and I don't, re I don't remember exactly what started the fight. I just remember that she said something to me. I turned around and it was up. And this was at, y'all was fighting at the kids' party? But the kids weren't there yet. Okay, okay. The kids started to come right. at the point of the gun thing. Okay. So wait, what would make a man pull a gun on another person for fighting an assistant, though? What would make a man pull a gun on a woman? Yeah. You know I'm saying? I don't get where... Where it rose to that. Yeah, especially if you weren't involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like... I mean, it wasn't your child, it wasn't your wife, it wasn't your mom. It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't a situation. And it wasn't current danger. Right. Mm -hmm. So so we wanted to say all that. So, you, so you've so you been holding on to that for all these years. You didn't report on it at the time because you were involved in the cannabis industry before it was an industry. Exactly. You didn't want to get caught up. So, oh, he put a gun in my head. Oh, yeah, and she got 100 pounds of weed in her house. Right. That makes sense. And you had 100 pounds at the time. No, I don't know. But I'm just saying, <laughs> so like, you know, but rough, you know, like. Just ideally. Ideally, you okay. know, like, I'm saying that, you know, that's, that's the rebuttal for right. it. Oh, yeah, and she has this in her house. Well, I mean, he did do a Crime Stoppers commercial, so he did tell you to call the police. But anyway, that was another <laughs> side point. All right, so now let's take it all the way back. So now you're trying to fight crime. You had a card jacking. You were addressing it. And as you're addressing it and holding your mayor and city accountable, he's simultaneously praising the person who's not helping to cause, fix the problem. You're then trying to push somebody who wants to do reform and bring reform to the city. He's then bashing her to discredit her to keep his person in office, who I'm sure he benefits from. At least it looks that way on the news. Okay. So now here we are. He then puts out a video discrediting your post, right? Mm -hmm. Because your post has caught fire and everybody, Hollywood Unlocked, shit, we're all posting it. And so then he puts out a video trying to downplay you and what you're saying and saying why. And then Tamika, Tiny, put out a, a post saying, well, this is the person who basically your son is around and then put your kid online too, right? Mm -hmm. What did you think about all that? The disgust. You know, like the, the lowness, like the nastiness, like the audacity. Like, are you serious? Are you like, are you on crack? Like you got to be on some drugs to put my eight year old and my nephew in front of millions of people in bold face lie. Like to sit there and, and say that a woman, um, this woman has been reaching out to me and my family or, or like, like, I'm, like I'm a person that tries to come around you. It was noted even by my assistant that, there you go, that's, that's our text message thread. Tell me last time we talked. This is December 20, 2019. So does that, does, that, does that sound like someone is reaching out to you? No. Exactly. I, so you put out this presence, and then you also put my son in line. You know, you sound like 
we were at a car wash in Atlanta. You and who? Me and Tip. We're okay. very we, at we, the car wash. Yeah, we're both very cordial. Mm -hmm. But at this point, my car is being washed. So it ain't like, I'm, and I'm not, a, I'm not no disgruntled situation. So for her to put the interaction up like it was something different, I'm saying, Uncle this, Uncle that. You know, I'm being a sarcastic fucking. You know what? Mm -hmm. My son, my my son, right now to this day, could not tell you who he is. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ask him right now, my, my eight-year-old, who is T.I., who is Clifford Harris, you got, I don't know. Mm -hmm. that was, so why, why do you think she was trying to paint that narrative? Did it discredit you? I don't get any of it, and I don't understand. Like, the part that's really pissing me off more than anything else is, bitch, I was doing something for your fucking child. Ain't nobody ever threw my child no goddamn birthday party. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody stood up and said, oh, Sabrina, I want to fund your child. You know what I'm saying? This, I was doing something for your kid. Mm -hmm. Even so when a gun got pulled on me, I wasn't um, coming home from no strip club or this, this, that, and the third, you know? Like, you're in the hospital. I'm here being a friend and making sure the party still goes on for your kids. So, you know what I'm saying? So that she doesn't feel like, you know, and damn. And then your husband comes and pulls a gun on me because I had to check his girlfriend, allegedly. I mean, I'm just, that's just the sentiments that I'm getting. And so when, so you then file a lawsuit against them for defamation and character. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, shit and something, like, you've been there for me. You know what I'm saying? You've been around. You watched me go to prison. You, you know, like, even when I moved here, the, our last conversation, December 20th, 2019, was a conversation five days after I moved here. And I said, you know something? I know you like cannabis. When I, let, I'm, when I, you know, once I get this whole blueprint figured out out here, I'm going to help you start your own line. So that was our last, that was our last interaction. So for her to just go online is to try to paint this picture of like someone you like you and you when I recently seen you you was like oh we're going to um it was actually Alexis guy again we're going to her some kind of party she was having um and I was at that car wash or somewhere I bumped into her at you said she was like you want to come to the I was like mm, I'm good mm -hmm. and that was you know I was like girl you know I don't do no clubs like that mm -hmm. you know but mm -hmm. I, I'll see but like so for you to even try to paint this picture to the masses as though you dealing with somebody who's bothered you at X, Y, and Z. Like, girl, are you, are you out your freaking mind? Mm -hmm. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. This summer, I plan on hitting every island since I didn't get the chance to travel last year. I mean, I'm choosing to learn Spanish and Greek for my trips to the Dominican Republic and my birthday trip to Greece. Babbel's 15-minute lesson makes it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for the lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and your accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code UNLOCKED. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code UNLOCKED for an extra three months free. All right, so, okay. So now the gun is pulled to your head. It's been several years. You couldn't say anything at the time because you 
could have been involved in an industry that wasn't the industry at the time and you didn't want to get in trouble. So you were triggered by the post and then you put the video up, he puts a response and what does that do? Does that just send you to a place where now you have to prove who he really is? Mm -hmm. No, and, and not even prove who you really are. Like at that point, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying what I'm saying about myself, you know, but at the same token, um, and let's just go, let's just backtrack a little bit. Okay. She also got a call from me when he became a crime stopper mm -hmm. and I was still in the black market mm -hmm. when all of a sudden after his case, the feds start looking at me. So you think he snitched on you? I called and asked her, I asked her. I was like, hey, I was like, um, I was like, um, her and Shekinah were actually together. And um, I called, I was like, hey, this is Sabrina. She was like, well, I'm like, well, like, I'm seeing some weird shit. You sure, I'm saying like, you, 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 you sure yo, yo, um, you, you sure he didn't, he ain't, you know, like spoke, spoke on me down there. Man, them, pe them people weren't worried about you. Like she knew, and like they weren't worried about you. They weren't worried about what you got going on. I'm like, oh, okay. So when he did, when T.I. did the whole Crime Stoppers thing, was it shocking to people in Atlanta? I mean, I just don't, like, it's, it's so vague to me. I don't even know what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. I can only go based upon, you know, the, in terms of the facts and my experiences. Mm -hmm. So my experience was it just seemed mighty odd that as soon as he gets off, there's ca there's fucking wire there's cameras and shit all around my salon. Mm -hmm. So when you post so so that's why I understand his post is and her post is why you filed the lawsuit against him. But then when the subsequent post came up of all the victims reaching out, how did that come about? When she posted my kid, the first victim also had a child. Mm -hmm. And she was a she was now this is allegedly, I wasn't there for this, right? Mm -hmm. So the first victim allegedly was um, had the same gun that was pulled on me. Her three children were forced in the closet at gunpoint with this same, she described the same gun. From T.I.? Yeah, she described the same exact gun. There's no way that this woman would be able to vividly describe this gun unless she actually seen this very gun. Like it's, it's like, it's not. Because you didn't know her and you hadn't talked to her. And I never described the gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never said, oh, he put a silver long nose revolver, all chrome gun to my head, which if you look at the pictures of the guns they confiscated, that was, you know I'm saying? That was one of the ones that was on the table. Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to vividly say this, you know, and, you, you know, and, and for me, you know, for me to have an eight year old that, you know I'm saying, that's now being victimized and put on front street, you know what I'm saying, with lies. So that triggered her. Yeah, mm -hmm. that triggered her. And she reached out. When she reached out, I posted her thing. When I posted her thing, the DM started ringing like a telethon, mm -hmm. like me, and I'm like, what the, f this is a lie. But when did you realize it was morphing from people who had had the same experience with you with the gun allegedly put to their head and it being now drugging, sex and, sex and rape? It was the girl with the, um, that had the, the kidnapping situation mm -hmm. where her husband was kidnapped. Um, and she was paid at the time to he was about to go into prison so she allegedly was paid um, a lump sum of money to move and that kind of deal but then he ultimately ended up doing the same thing that that his his this is not allegedly this is what happened to me one of his people that worked for him came to me and told one of his security guards that was you know also on his record label came to me maybe like right when I came home from prison and he was laughing and he said hey he's like man what you he's like, you out I said yeah I'm home he was like, he was like, man, do you know that nigga tried to pay me to kill you? Really? And I said, what? He was like, yeah, he tried to give me 25000 to kill you. 
And I said, well, how was you supposed to kill me? He said, I was supposed to push you off a building. Really? He said, but man, I wasn't doing that shit. So this guy who just came home from prison, he came home from prison. No, you, you had just I come just home came from prison. prison. Okay, I don't know where you. he had been. So, this, so you had just come home from prison, and this guy who's friends with T.I., who works with his label and his security, told you that T.I. wanted to pay him to kill you. He was an artist on his label. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a, you know, real muscular, mm -hmm. you know, artist on his label. And yeah, that, he, he told me. And then what was your reaction to that? I'm like, what? And I just kind of like, you know, brushed it off. But then, you know, just nothing came of it. But I was like, man, this nigga, like, you foul. Like, so the other person who had hit you up, they had that same experience? Yes, the one who had the eight-year-old, mm -hmm. allegedly. Her dad called from prison and said, um, you know they put some money on y'all. Wow. I need y'all to move. And so did, were, when people start hitting you, you're hitting you up and then you're putting together that there's people being paid, allegedly paid to try to kill you and kill this person, um, did you start to feel like it was a part of a bigger cover-up because they knew that there was much more out there and that there were more layers to this? This shit was Pandora's box. Like, from the children, from, you know, from, from that gun incident, from the kids, from the multiple women that are coming, these, these, there's certain things those people were able to say that you wouldn't be able to say if you didn't know. And I, I kind of feel like because I didn't go to the police, you understand it? Because I, because he was on probation at the time also. That's mm -hmm. another reason why I didn't go. Mm -hmm. But if you're a street person, you don't just, call the police. No, I mean, you just that, don't. That's like, just a part of the culture. I mean, and we know that. And so, but I feel like ultimately, like, if I would have, you know, then maybe some of these girls wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened, you know, things wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this, because I mean, as much as I don't believe in not victim shaming, I mean, you can't really blame yourself for the actions of a man, right? And his wife. <clears throat> Let's go back. So in, during all that time, you've known Tamika and Tiny and been around them. Um, now, a lot of the victims are claiming that they were drugged, raped. Um, they've alleged that they've been, some been minors have made allegations. Um, did you know that to be these type of people then? No. You didn't know that. But based upon, based upon the account of things, is that things really took a sinister turn when his celebrity mounted some more and he came home from prison and he mm -hmm. beat those charges. And so you, you, did you see the, like the, the girls that were involved with that stuff or were you ever involved with them that way? No. Okay. Well, I just had to ask. I mean, I didn't know. No. Mm -mm. But did you see the other women involved with them? I mean, or did, was it just known that that was their thing? Mm -mm, not that I can think of. I'm just thinking, like, who would have Because you never made those allegations. These were other women that came forward after you made your allegations specifically about the gun and he reacted to it. But it was Shekana who actually kind of confirmed it when she did the one video. And she came out and she said, any of those girls who did it, did it on their own, which I thought was just the craziest <laughs> thing. Did you see that? She's so funny. I'm mad I got to sue her. <laughs> bro, like the comedy hour of the whole thing, like, bro, like you for real, like. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that's just really her personality and who she is, or do you think she wants to just be in the mix? Because I never know. Like, I'm amused by her. Is a she's funny, but then on the other time, on the other hand, it's kind of irritating because like you're doing too much. I think that she was on some high school shit when the gun incident happened. That's how me and Tamika stopped hanging out together. Obviously, when you know we had this kind of smoke between me and your boyfriend, wasn't our husband at the time. At this point, your boyfriend has Wyclef 
reaching out to my boyfriend because my son's father is Haitian. So she, he has Wyclef reaching out, trying to defuse the situation, you know, talk it down and they back and forth talking French, you know, Wait, because- after, so after the stuff with you and T.I. go on, Wyclef is getting involved? So Wyclef reached out to my son's father. At this point, after the gun incident, it didn't turn into no police shit. It turned into some street shit. Mm -hmm. so, so the whole narrative, why you didn't call the police, didn't matter because other people were involved trying to handle it. Yeah. Okay, got it. And so Wyclef got involved. Mm-hmm. And called your... Son's father. And said what? Um, I wasn't present for the conversation, but the, the long and the short of it was like, you know, you know, how can we handle this? He was, um, he's saying he was stressed out about his baby and he was on pills and this is that and the third, you know, you know, just, you know, like trying to figure out, you know, how can this not go, you know, any further? Obviously, I think this man lives in La La Land in Hollywood so fucking much that you just, you know, you just stuck in movies and songs that you don't put a gun to a, a somebody's head and you think this damn Wyclef's supposed to be able to talk somebody down. This ain't motherfucking CBS and, and Fox News or whatever you call this thing. This, this ain't no damn, this ain't loving hip hop or, you know, at the time, what is um, real world or anything like that. You know, this, this, this is real life. Yeah, this is real life. So I don't understand what kind of puppet. Muppet, you know, child star shit y'all got going on, but this ain't it. Right. And so now, and so, okay, so now Shekinah's entered the storyline with everything happening. And so I recently, let me just share with you, I recently went to uh, lunch with Tamar Braxton. Mm -hmm. Tamar put um, Shekinah on the phone. And Shekinah was more wanting to talk to me about some stuff I had been saying about her because she had come for me online and I come for her because that's what I do. And in there... She said, uh, when she, you know, I'm being sued, and she went on and on about this lawsuit that I found out was you suing her. And she said that all she was trying to do was stick up for a friend who left her out there because Tamika was in the room telling her what to say in response to what you were saying. And so I don't believe that Tamika was telling her that. Mm -hmm. I believe that she's straight up fucking lying. Mm. I don't believe that Tamika was sitting there. Now I, I know that Tamika was sitting there because I heard her in the background. You know and I, 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 so you believe she was present? No, I know she was present okay. because they were both down there lying to the police, mm -hmm. so, you know, trying to take out some level of a restraining order for me. But how you gonna like the police looked at what they saying? Like, hey, she was like, oh, this woman's been, you know, talking about me or coming after me or reaching out to me and my family. So obviously the police are gonna want receipts, right? Mm -hmm. So if this woman has been, you know, like you know, if this woman has been stalking you, right? Then at this point you should be able to show a text message thread. She had none of that. And so, therefore, ultimately, nothing came of that. Mm -hmm. But what did come of it was that, obviously, somewhere along the lines, and Tamika's a master manipulator, right? You know, she's told people, like, you know, Sabrina's one of my most loyal friends, and da-da-da, like, you know, that kind of deal. And, you, you know, to, to actually, Shekinah said that to me. You know, Tamika always said that you're one of her most loyal friends, and that she really, you know, kind of hates what happened with you, and you know, saying, with you and Tip, as far as that goes, you know, because you ultimately had to split up. So for you to try to make it sound like it's some sort of sex scandal between us as to the reason why we divided ways, and I, I live in the home with my son's father. Like, we live in this community. I don't live, I'm not a single woman. You know, so the narrative that's being painted mm -hmm. is like weird what, as shit. Was it shit. to discredit you? Yeah, like mm -hmm. the narrative that's painted is weird as shit. Like, sweetheart, you rent in the space that I live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You said that I own. On top of that, you, the way you met me, you met me trying to, you, you met me so that you can do your hair and stuff like me. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, so I'm saying, you reached out to my best friend to get my phone number. That's how you met me. Shekana. No, Tamika, I don't know. To, I don't. I don't know Shekana. I'm saying, well, why does she act like she knows you then? I don't understand. Like that. That's what I'm. 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 I'm sitting here mentally trying to get to the bottom of that. Also, mm -hmm. 
I'm talking like so, so she's not a friend of yours. You don't know her like that. Y'all weren't Judy's. That this is just. So was she? She, when she, she was, braided my hair before I went to prison. Mm-hmm. And is it this dirty in Atlanta? Like, is it this like dangerous and? Because I think for people watching, you know, people watch this show from all over the place, they may not really understand the world that we're talking about, right? We're not talking about, like, your homeboy Skip and his dog next door. We're talking about people who are, you're talking about the black market, the black world. You're talking about, like, a world that's outside of, like, what people may know as normal. I think in Atlanta it's normal. Probably abnormal to other people, but this has been my life. So Shekinah being in this now, is it just attention-seeking? Is it wanting to, is, do you think she's trying to control the narrative for Tiny T? I mean, now she doesn't want any smoke because you're suing her and she just wants to be left alone. You've ruined her life. She's losing everything. She's paying all these legal bills. She's inserted, this, this is her second time inserting herself. Mm-hmm. She inserted herself the first time when the situation with Tamika and Floyd happened. And I reached out to Tamika and was like, hey, you all right? She was like, yeah, you know, like, no, not really, this and third. I was like, well, let's do something. So that's when we did that video. She told me every year which female he slept with. Mm-hmm. And so this Hi, year. T.I. Yeah, tip. And that's the video that came out where it was like, um, this year was this girl, this year was this girl. And it had music playing behind. What was the song? She picked the song, My Little Secret. This was Shekinah did it? No, Tamika. Me and Shekinah ain't doing nothing together. Okay. So when the thing went down with Tiny and Floyd Mayweather, you make you linked up with Tiny and y'all created that video? Yeah. Because I saw the video yeah. went viral. Yeah, and so then Shekinah enters the chat on that. Mm-hmm. Why you, go, like, how, like, I'm like, this girl, like. Because she's saying you did it, but she doesn't know that y'all did it. But I can't come on the internet and say. Because that's not you. Like, you don't, this is the you, first time I've ever you, heard you. you say, I can't come on the internet and say, how the hell I'm going to know what year he put his thing and what person like I'm that, like that just you know, that's just that will behoove me. It's too much. I don't even know. Right. You know like you said, know, that's just that's way, way, way too much for me. But did she did that? She did that in response to T.I. continually wanting to go at Floyd, knowing that he had slept with all these other women. Exactly. Mm. OK, so nobody watching knew that you were with her and that Tamika was behind her, that, that video on, on her husband. And um, I, I don't think I've ever said the day I actually met uh, well, came in and met Tamika. Uh, the second time I met her was at the time she came to dinner with me and Floyd, the day that Floyd and T.I. got in a fight, which I thought was kind of like sketchy on her part, because this is your husband. And here you are at the dinner table with the person whose team and him just beat up your husband, allegedly. I'm just going to say allegedly there's a video out there. I thought that was kind of sketchy. So if we, if the public didn't know all that, what else don't they know about you and her and T.I. and this whole... Well, we used to, me and her, used to, we had a little, we had a, um, a gig at Magic City. We were, we were doing like promotions and that kind of deal. So we had Wednesday nights, we used to do um, a um, amateur night uh-huh. on Wednesdays. So we do the amateur night on Wednesdays, you know, like he would, he would, you know, come afterwards or he would, you know, come around that kind of deal or for me and her hanging out, he would come around. So one of the main things that was kind of triggering to me that the girl said was the forcing of the drugs, like the forcing of the drugs part. I didn't know about that, mm. you know, cause I, I would remember like remotely, like he like, did you pop your pill? Did you pop your pill? You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, we open, you know saying? Like that's something that you know we were that we openly did like you know smoke weed and you know pop so he pills. was pushing making sure everybody had taken them yeah so he used to be like somebody show me your tongue because you know you're gonna spit it out all right did you spit it out yeah nine times out of ten but he but why was he wanting everybody to be high just to let your guard down a little bit I or guess, to be a little bit i more mean right? i guess if you pursuing other things you would need everybody to be high to consent to them right mm. 
And so now when you start to see all these women come out and then people questioning their, the validity of what they're saying, what do you think about that? Because I feel like we're in the middle of this protect black women movement, but then I feel like sometimes it only pertains to celebrity black women, not necessarily regular women who are going through situations like this. I mean, the sad part is that you can't be a situational activist. It looks like that the, that the activists in our community are, are circumstantial and they're situational. So with this particular thing, like, I mean, are, are basically does a black woman have to die in order for, you know, in, in order for to get any level of community support? As I stood for another black woman in Atlanta, she was actually raped on camera on Facebook Live. Her name was Jasmine Island. Um, and I noticed that none of Atlanta came out to support her. You know, for, you know, for Atlanta to be the black Mecca and, you know, for a woman to be visibly raped, you know, on, you saying like, on, you know, saying she was on her live feed mm -hmm. at the time that she was assaulted. Mm -hmm. And you saying it, this was also captured by all the club cameras, which, you know, ultimately, you know. And so did they end up finding the guy who did it? They end up finding the guy who did it. We, I protested the club. That was my, that was my first step at, act, my first thing in activism. I was just outraged at the fact that this woman could like come into our city and, you know, just be coming to celebrate her birthday and ultimately end up victimized. And then on top of that, the Internet was totally like bashing her and victim shaming her to the point that she 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 attempted suicide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, I spoke to her recently, you know, actually yesterday. And, you know, the, the victim shaming part of what, you know, what our community did to her. And like and I, I was always it was always a great area for me because for him to be so vocal, because we, you know, we've seen each other outside of other protests, like when they protested at Houston's, I, you know, saying I was there in support of that, you know? We, you know, like, you know, other protests, even the Rayshard. Wait, wasn't Houston's the, because uh, I think I talked about that. I don't know if, I think I talked about that on Wendy Williams. Didn't he do like a backdoor deal with the owner that pissed off the family that, that went through that experience? No. That was the restaurant, right? No, that was another restaurant was that another he ultimately, one. yeah, you should talk to that woman. She has some things to yeah. say, too. Okay. Yeah, that I family. Remember that. Yeah, that family has they some things. They were really unhappy about that. Yeah, they have some th things yeah. they, they want to say also, but the the um, the the case in point is is that I was wondering like why are all y'all quiet about this, mm -hmm. but now I'm freaking clear, like this is the culture, mm. and like it you know rape culture has to end, and we've seen the situation with R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, yeah jail is fine, but like where's the true change? Like where's their commission in place? Like the music and film industry is the most underregulated industry in the world and so I don't feel like these people should be able to have these sanctions you know the NFL has a commission where you're able you say like if you get caught you're drunk driving you're beating your wife you're doing these things then you can't be on our field mm -hmm. I strongly feel like at the end of this my ultimate goal is to put in place and to get you know to, to come together and put in place some level of a commission or some level of a board checks and balances that says hey if you're gonna you know if you're, you're, if you're being, you know, if you're doing these things or you being charged with these things or even some of these allegations are coming against you, then you can't be on our televisions. We can't stream your music and, you know, things of that nature. And I think these people are so addicted to fame that they'll, they'll get in line mm -hmm. because they, they want to pursue their careers. They want to pursue their passions enough that they'll get in line and stay in alignment with you know, well, being in compliance. Like, it's ridiculous. So recently, um, there were some charges brought against them in Las Vegas and then, and then dropped because of statutes of limitations. I think people misunderstood that and thought that they were found not guilty of it, but there were statutes of limitation issues. Do you, did you talk to that victim? No, I haven't talked to her. Okay. She's, um, I haven't talked to her. So how many victims are there now? I'd have to ask the attorney at this point. But, I mean, based upon what I know, 
there's a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that that they're the, the messed up part about the music industry is this is that there's way more victims than you know, but they're all ash- they're all afraid of being blackballed. They're afraid of, you know, being, you know, dealing with public backlash. And the one thing about the industry is that, you know, if you want to be in, keep your mouth shut. And so, you know, a lot of people know that w- what was going on with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know, a lot of people know that what I'm saying and what the girls are saying are true. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of very, uh, you know, notable faces that, you know, that have been involved in this, uh, in this on different levels, but I'm not sure if they understood. What was happening? The, you know, the, the, the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you think about T.I., do you do you think about him being a sex predator? I think about him being a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I think his son brought light to it the other day. When he went and grabbed the bag? When he went and grabbed the book bag and then... And act he, like he had a gun? I'm not sure. Yeah, and, and, and pre- act like he had a gun. But the words, this, this lets you know the context of the household. You know, a child will always let you know what the parents speak and what they think. Mm-hmm. They'll let you know the moral compass. But for that young man to say, oh, this is my daddy's house, speaking of Atlanta, this ain't your, but that lets you know the level of control that he thinks he has. Over the city? Over, over, the, over the city and over the community. I don't, like, but, but you got to think, when you were facing 30 years, you end up you know, getting a slap on the wrist. Everyone, you know, the, you're saying that you know, higher-ups in the industry flew, you know, you know, flew in to save you because you were the breadwinner. With this particular thing, you probably, thought, you probably think you're going to get away with this. You know, you, you know, because but, why, but that's the thing that intrigued me about talking to you, because I feel like for whatever reason, this is actually sticking like it's not just going away. You know what I mean? And so I understand there's another investigation happening where there's actual like there's real there's a real investigation happening. Yeah, there's several real investigations happening mm-hmm. in several different cities. So with Shekinah, and she says that you're ruining her life by suing her. Do you gonna let her? Do you feel sorry for her? She was crying and asking for people to just leave her alone. I mean, you, you, like, I don't understand how someone, like, why do you constantly have my name in your mouth? Like, why did you feel the need to even insert yourself? Mm-hmm. You understand that? Like, like this, all of this could have been killed at, at simply, Sabrina, you posted something that was in contradiction to what I have going on. Take it down. Mm-hmm. It didn't even have to go this far. Them people that they did, whatever they did, would, would even know who I am. You know, they wouldn't have known to reach out to me. They wouldn't have known to DM me. She, you put me in front. You saying you put me in front of your victims? Mm-hmm. And so, like, so I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, guess what? You've been in several. You've been in several um, um, internet beefs and things of that nature. No one's ever come out and said you drugged them <laughs> and raped them. That's true. You, like, so, so that that's not something that people are going to just make up and say, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to be a victim. No one wants to be victimized. No one wants to. No one wants to admit at some point in their life they were vulnerable. No, no one wants to admit those things. So, what I'm saying, like, like, who in their right mind, like, like, out of the R. Kelly thing and the um, the Bill Cosby thing, let me ask you this: How many women create a career of being a victim? Mm-hmm. Just name one. Robin Givens actually was a victim of domestic violence, and it ended her career. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the the thing about clout, and here's the other thing too. You do a whole thing and you're saying it's clout, 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 right? These people want clout. But then now the, the women are anonymous, right? Well, n- uh, so if you're anonymous, do you want clout? Mm-hmm. And the women who came forward about Bill Cosby, I mean, ultimately, they didn't get anything from that other than justice. But like, even with me, like the fr- my, my attorney reached out to his attorney. 
I wasn't moving forward with the lawsuit for defamation, but at the end of the day, like I have a kid. You know what I'm I have a mother. And so I have a business. And so I have several customers and clients. I have employees. I have people I'm partnered with on the farm. And so I have people that love me. And you know, I, and so I have a community of my own. So for you to come out and discredit my character and to make it sound like, like what I said about myself did not happen, you, so you, 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 you put my child out there. And then on that live that they did, they were saying my address in Atlanta out loud in front of millions of people that has been played over and over and over again on YouTubes here and there and everywhere. Like that, that to me, for someone who's telling, like for someone who's speaking candidly, honestly, anyone who knows us mutually, like any, like the, the Atlanta, you know, people and everyone in Atlanta that know us both, so the people you see on their side, the people you see around me, they all know about this incident and they all know it happened. Mm -hmm. So like so it doesn't even like even for him reaching out to Meech or whatever. Meech is the first person, I, one of the first per people I reached out to mm -hmm. after he put the gun in my head. I'm saying he was one of the first people that I'm saying I, you know, like yo, this nigga done this and the third. He like man, stay just stay the fuck away from the people. Mm -hmm. So you recently put out a video saying that he could resolve it by apologizing. You gave him a week to do it. What made you get to a point where you were open to resolving this and walking away from it all? Because at the end of the day, you guys put things on the internet about me. Like, you're like, oh, you was recruiting women. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you was sucking dick and this, that, and that. That stuff can't, I got a kid. Mm -hmm. At some point, that when he looks up his mama's name, I got to explain all this. And for you, I'm telling you, for you to speak so candidly and with conviction, there's no way in hell the way that girl was looking in the phone with her big ass motherfucking face that you would have not known that she didn't even know me. Mm -hmm. You would have thought we barbecued last week. I thought you guys were all friends. You, right. you the, but the way we, you because we don't know exactly. Yeah. But you speaking with such such conviction, and it wasn't until I said, "I'm tired of this fan that continues to speak on me and speak on my name." Like, girl, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. And if you like, I'm the same person you went and got restraining orders on. You scared for your life. You're a walking contradiction because. Yes, yeah, so and then why are you speaking about? But me? if you scared for your life, why are you speaking on me? Mm -hmm. Well, when you gave when you did the video, giving Ti the opportunity to resolve it, or Ti and Tiny. Do you think that they're actually going to do it? Narcissism. Like, listen, let me explain something. Pride comes before the fall. Mm -hmm. And I think that the pride just done went too motherfucking far. Like, for you, I'm saying, like, I don't know what you've been doing, what they've been doing, who they've been getting over on. You know what I'm saying, like, what girls been bowing down to them, what the hell they got going on. And you said, like, I don't understand what drug besides fame they're on, but I don't even understand why you would come at me sideways. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not afraid or nervous? Nervous of what? Something happening. What's gonna happen? No, I mean if if he if he was at a point whether he one plus one gonna always equal two. Mm -hmm. So if he do something, something can happen. One plus one gonna equal two. So you it ain't gonna one plus one. Well, listen, let me explain something to you. I want this loud and fucking clear. One plus one is gonna equal two. And is it because they know who you are and they know what you're capable of or who you're maybe connected to is why they're not. Maybe pressing the gas on doing other stuff. There's no reason. Why, why would you? Would you? Would you? We gonna go? You gonna? You gonna? You gonna add that to your charges too? Mm -hmm. That don't make sense. My other thing too is if my, my other part is they've been dodging service of the um other of the of the lawsuit, mm -hmm. and my whole thing is if I'm being honest, right, and I'm losing things, the first thing I'm gonna do is go clear my name, right? If this if this is a lying bitch. Well, I think they're dodging it. I mean, I, I'm just going to say allegedly because mm -hmm. I don't want to get sued. I hate being sued. 
is because once you do get service, then follows deposition. Mm -hmm. Then follows you got to sit down and answer questions. Then mm -hmm. follows public record, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there seems like you're in the know of a lot of things they don't want on the public record. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if what I know they don't <laughs> want people to know. So, so you know? where do you want all this to go? Like in a perfect world, if you can just like, if you had a crystal ball and said, this is what I would like the future to look like. Girl, I just wish, I mean, not, not girl, I mean, Jason, I just wish to God, like, bro, like who to like, apologize to those women. Like you don't like, the police don't even have to be involved. You know I'm saying you know who you did what to, but, but you've done point, so much. But at this point, can they even fix all of that though? I mean, they can fix it with you, but now it seems like there's like seven, 15, 17 something victims or something. I mean, it could have been in the beginning. You know, there was there was enough of a window. Mm -hmm. It never have to. It didn't even have to receive criminal probes. At, at some point, humility has to step in the room. Mm -hmm. Humility could have stepped in. Yes, I did that. I was upset. I was like, I thought they were going to do something good, like just say, hey, I'm, I was on drugs, and just check yourself in the rehab, and you know, let it. You know, saying, you know, like you know what you know what everybody does in Hollywood, right? Hey, I was on drugs. I'm sorry, my bad. You know, just like. Like, humble yourself for a minute. Mm -hmm. These are people that are involved. You've left an extreme trail of tears. People can't handle drugs. Everybody can't handle drugs. Because if, if everyone can handle drugs, there'd be no addicts. Do you know what the victims want? Justice. And what does that look like? I don't know. Just, justice and, 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 like, acknowledging what you've done. Like, ownership. Ownership. Like, accountability. Mm -hmm. All this is cut and dry, right? I didn't do it. This, 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 this happened. Like, cl like clear it, like clear it up. Mm -hmm. People say, well, "Why'd you put it on the internet?" Because if I didn't put it on the internet, it wouldn't have gotten attention. Those, those females wouldn't have gotten the attention they needed. You understand that? It wouldn't. It wouldn't have, and and they wouldn't have got the investigation they're getting. What do you think about the people that say you fabricated some of those or you created some? fake witness statements. I mean, how did I don't I never understood how that narrative existed when you've actually have audio people telling their stories. I mean, it's just sad in our community that within our community people think that familiarity breeds innocence. So, if I recognize you or if I know you. If I know you, then obviously or I've listened to your music or I've watched you on TV that you know, their fantasy, I'm, I'm, I apologize to anyone who feels any kind of way that your fantasy of these people don't match my reality. Mm. And if you dug deeper into several people that you have a fantasy of, I'm sure it wouldn't match many people's reality. Well, even R. Kelly, like you're in prison facing charges of these women who say they've been victimized and there's people, women outside chanting, let him out and want to pay his bail, you know, because you fell in love with the image of who this person was. Um, and the thing that I always go back to and with R. Kelly that I want to ask about T.I. and Tiny is I had interviewed K. Michelle and K. Michelle said, and I quote, if R. Kelly's going to go to prison, there's some mamas that need to go too because they were in the kitchen cooking. Were there people around this situation, security assistance, or just people that knew about what was happening in your opinion and did nothing? I'm going to say this. Everybody around knows. Down to the kids. Really? I'm going to say this. Everybody knows. Now, do they probably know the depth of it? No. They probably know the darkness of it. I can't say that. But do they know? Everybody knows. So where do we go from here? I mean, 
you're in the middle of a lot. You're, you're carrying the weight of a lot. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of women, the victims, uh, the culture, the community, the internet, everybody's waiting to see what's next uh, with Sabrina Peterson, with Tyrone Blackburn, with these victims, with Tia and Tiny. What's next? I learned a lot. I learned the pulse of our community. I learned truly how people feel about black women. And what was that? Really, we not shit to them. Mm. Like, I really figured out the, the model victim thing. Like, basically, if I had this skirt on and I had this low, then obviously, after this interview, whatever happens to me, I brought it on myself. And so that's the narrative that's created. And we know Jason Lee. We don't know you, Sabrina. So he didn't do that to you. Mm. You get, you, you, you know, like, so we recognize him. And this is, you know, he, you know, this is not in his character. And this is not something he would do. Although I walked in. If they in, watch Family Hustle, that's an image in your head. Yeah. So there's no way. There's no way these things happen. Isn't it ironic, though, that the opening of Family Hustle is the same as the Bill Cosby show? Mm-hmm. I, 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 Arnie can kiss my ass. Only thing I need is just, like, don't fucking lie on me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying don't paint me for somebody I'm not. Like, don't do that. At the end of the day, like, I'm more the person. My character would be more to cover up for you, to have your back, than it would be to put you out there. You, you know what I'm saying? That's my, you know what I'm saying? That, that would be, not, not in this situation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where, like, in this whole thing, when it comes to women and children, we're off limits. Like to see these, I'm trying to see these activists, like these. I mean, as I'm sitting here looking at you, thinking just putting a gun to somebody's head is just, I mean, I've never had nothing like that. I've been shot, but I've never had that. Like that, that would be traumatizing. Yeah, like if you, you, you replay it over and like, you know, people think, and the sad part of reality is, I, I just want to say to so many different victims, is when you're victim shaming, you are predator empowering. You're sending a message that, like, I understand that you're protecting the R. Kellys. I understand that you know Bill Cosby couldn't do this. I understand that you're protecting Tamika and Clifford right now. You feel me? I, so I understand all those things. But at the end of the day, that two people are hearing your messages. The victims, we hear you loud and clear. We get it. You don't believe us. We're liars. We're bitches. We're hoes. And so, you know, this, none of this stuff could have obviously happened to us. And if it did happen to us, it was not the fault of the person that did it, it's 100% our fault. We get it, okay, I, I, okay, I get it. That's how you feel. But you're also sending a clear-cut message in, in totality in our community that if I was me raising an eight-year-old, I would tell him, baby, if, if I knew my son had sexual deviancies or drug issues or wanted to be abusive, I would push him to become as rich and famous as he possibly could be because that's, where he could, that, that's exactly where he could do it and get away with it. Another thing, too, is that you don't know who your victims are going to become. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at 28, I was the fresh out ex stripper months, months off the pole. I was the girl that was, you know, in the illegal market of cannabis. I'm saying I, I'm saying I was the girl on the street, but you don't know who that woman is going to become. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of these men out here, a lot of these women, you sitting here victimized. Yeah, she, she may be a hoe today. She may be a stripper today. You don't, you don't know where life is going to lead that woman. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm you don't know, like, yeah, he may be eight years old, and you, you got it off on him right now by pushing him in the closet with a gun, but you don't know who that eight-year-old's going to become. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, for anyone who's out here victimizing anybody, understand 
that quiet person isn't going to always hold their tongue. And that loyal person is going to eventually choose loyalty to themselves. And at the end of the day, what I really learned from all this is that there's no way that you can heal from the shit you don't reveal. So when you carrying something, like the, the trauma that I'm carrying right now, like, yeah, he put that gun in my head once. But you got to realize this. Every single time I think about it, it happens again. Mm -hmm. Whether it physically happens or it mentally happens, it replays again. Mm -hmm. On top of that, for me, imagine just watching a screen and constantly seeing someone, right? That you're saying that, that you're saying that you know, like, is not the person they're portraying to be. Like, you're saying you, it's, con it's a constant, constant reminder. So no matter how many times you try to get over it, get past it, and you, you just, you, tr you truly can't. You, you know, like, it's still an open wound. And I didn't even realize how open it still was. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize how hurt I was. Because as a black woman or just as a woman in general, if I fell right now on this floor, I would get right up and you say, Sabrina, are you okay? And I say, yeah, I'm okay. And if I fell again, to bring, you, 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 if I get up, you think you're okay. So in that moment, I got up and I thought I was okay. Mm -hmm. But obviously I'm not. And I think it's also important to say that a stripper, ex-stripper or current stripper, prostitute or former prostitute, they're still human beings with rights too. And so they can still be raped. They can still be molested or sodomized or drugged. And they still have rights. And I think to your point, looking at a person, whether it's a celebrity or a stripper or a prostitute, Judging them for who they are, who you think of, what you think about them or feel about them has nothing to do with who they could have been and what they could have done to somebody. And I, I find it's like it's our community primarily that does that, you know, that, that I feel uh, tends to, you know, idolize certain individuals and then just, you know, throw their hands up and say, I want nothing to do with it because I don't believe it. Like even I'm talking about we're going into like, oh, you cut a girl when you were thirty. Listen. This woman came to my house. She had my car. She took my car way beyond the limits of our agreement. She was on the phone. We got back and we got into it. She called me all kinds of bitches and hoes and this, that, and third. When she decided she was gonna pull up, when she was, when she, she decided she was gonna pull up when she was gonna pull up, my six-month-old was in the house. It was just me and my child at home alone. I stepped outside because obviously on the phone we were already mid-altercation. At that point when she pulled up, she was, I said, give me my keys. She was like, I need to go get my stuff. I was like, what stuff? She was like, I got a bag upstairs. I was like, I'll bring it down. She tried to go past me to push into my home. At that point, that's when she started to get cut. Mm -hmm. When she was trying to push in my home, I was like, my kid is in here. You can't come to my home. Mm -hmm. But to tell a story so different and, you know, and, at, and throughout that whole part, one of the things that she came up and said was, bitch, I'll bury your baby. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, bitch, if you plan on burying my baby, I'm going to see who's going to be buried first. Right. And so I have no, absolutely, I have absolutely, positively, no remorse for cutting her. Mm. Is that some, what you went to prison for? I, I went to prison. I was on a federal indictment for mm -hmm. cannabis. Mm -hmm. I then got three years probation for my federal indictment. Once I cut her, that violated my federal probation. Any in interaction with yeah, the police yeah. and you or went back to prison? No, for how long? Prison. I did a year. Damn. How many times did you cut her? Um, not sure. I was. It wasn't like I was like. Yeah. If she swung, she got kicked by my blade. Right, right, right. If she kicked, the, she she. The, you know what I'm saying? She got. It wasn't like me coming in, like. Yeah. That you know. What I'm not pretty. Not yeah, exactly. You know what I'm it was. You know what I'm it was basically a blade in, in my hand, and you know what I'm saying when she swung, she got hit. 
So, okay, what, is, what do you think the biggest misunderstanding or misconception about you is? Like, what do you think people think about you that we can clear up today is not true? I don't really give a shit. I don't, I don't care to clear up a bitch-ass thing. Mm. Leave it right where it is. However the fuck you feel, feel exactly that motherfucking way. And don't stop feeling that way. I respect that. Now, if T.I. and Tiny are watching, which I'm sure they are, anything for them? Apologize to the motherfucking people. And apologize to me. Tell the truth. Like, just, I, like that other shit, but if you allow me, then you, then you lie on other people, too. Because me, you, our social circle all knows that what I said happened to me. So at the end of the day, like, man, humble yourself. Like, completely humble yourself. You cannot be the poison and the antidote. The same thing I was saying to the mayor. You got to choose what side you're on. Like, you can't stand for it. You say, oh, I'm for black people. I'm for so is it select black people? Which ones? Tell us which black people you're for. The ones you didn't victimize? But if, say, if you're going to stand for a culture, thinking to, like, at the end of the day, like even the girl I stabbed, she could say what she wants to say about me. I called her. I apologized. You know, once I felt that she, once, I, even say, once the time lapsed here recently, when I seen that she was wanting to do interviews and that kind of deal, I came to her very sensibly and was like, hey, um, I, I heard you said you got some nerve damage or, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the third. I, you know, I apologize, you know, for how things went down. But... Do you want me to do something about, you know, getting you a specialist or paying for your specialist to get it fixed? And she was, um, no, da, 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 I'm, I'm fine. I was like, well, you have my number now. So when you, if you want to go about getting it, then just let me, you know, then just let me know. But at the end of the day, that was her experience to me, right? Her experience was me with a knife. I can't stop her from speaking about that. That's her truth. Mm-hmm. I can say I, that 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 is 100 percent. And you wanting to rectify your part in it isn't to silence her or make what you did no. okay. It's, it's just like, what it is. Yeah, like that's that's her truth. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like people, like, you know, several people are going to have their their tr truth about me. Mm -hmm. But to say that because I stabbed a person when I was 34, I deserved the gun in my head at 28. Mm -hmm. The timeline is off. But you know what I realized, though? And you stabbing a person doesn't make it okay for a person to put a gun in your head. But. Do you, but do you realize this? I didn't put two and two together. My therapist did this. She said, Sabrina, were you a fighter? I said, all my life I had to fight. I'm from the east side of Decatur. And so, you know, whenever you a pretty girl in the hood, you have to fight. Either fight or flight. Mm -hmm. You know, so with that being said, you know, I've always had to fight. I've always had to stand for myself. You know what I'm saying? I've always had to stand up for myself. I've always had to have my own back. Mm. With that being said, I always fought with my hands. I'm 5'2". You know, like I'm 5'2", you know, bitch, you know what I'm saying? You get money, you're doing X, motherfuckers going to try it. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I've always fought with my hand. But think about this, Jason. My therapist brought this to my eyes. She said, now, it's so funny that Tamika brought up you cutting that girl. She said, Serena, have you ever fought with a weapon before that? I said, no. What was weird about that? That I never put the two together. Mm that I would never into a fight from that day forward without a weapon. Mm. Well, listen, um, I'm prepared to continue to watch this all play out. And um, I want you to know there's always an open door here. Because um, like I said, I reached out to you because I just saw like people were trying to invalidate you or try to discredit you. And I felt like people need to hear what's happening. And I think that the voices of victims should be elevated. We've been 
We've had Raz B on the show. We've had people here who nobody wanted to talk about, people want to discredit. And I think it's important to keep these conversations going. So come back. That shit crazy. Like, it's, this shit is deep. Well, let's keep talking. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.